1: Welcome to the Inspired Mind Podcast with Ella Victoria. Hey everyone, and welcome back. Today I'm joined with my mom. Hey everyone. And we haven't really planned this podcast episode. It's a bit spontaneous, but I figured I really want to get on the podcast at some point. And I was actually meant to have another guest this week, but that podcast has been pushed back hopefully until next week. I think you guys will hear that next. But I was like, Mom, will you come on my podcast? (laughs) And like I said before, we don't really have a plan, but I feel like we'll just talk about our relationship, the ups and downs, and moving to Australia. We basically just want to answer some of your questions because the other week I posted on my Instagram saying that my mom is starting a YouTube channel. And then you guys sent in a lot of questions. A lot. A lot. lot. Yeah, so you sent in so many, and she was going to do a video where she answered a lot of them, but she hasn't got round to doing that video yet. So we thought, why not do this podcast episode and answer a few of them in this and then you know hopefully at some point she'll film the video for our YouTube channel but she's just been a busy bee. I have yeah a lot going on lately. Yeah so first of all I have to ask mum what's been inspiring her lately?
0: Um, I think just my life in general lately because it has changed a lot in the last few weeks. Um, Because of Covid I'm not allowed to do my Music teaching anymore in schools, but I like the week before that happened, I'd actually made the decision to stop anyway because I just felt like it had run its course and I wanted to go and do some new things. So I've started doing the Miracle Morning, I've done the whole of the magic, I'm working on self improvement a lot, I've started a new business. Um, I'm still doing my nutrition degree and I'm just really excited about the future.
1: Mm, She's doing so many things at the moment. I'm very proud of you.
0: And I'm inspired by um, lots of different people as well that I've been listening to. It's like a whole new world Mm. that I never knew about with all this sort of self-improvement. And I'm just like a little kid. I'm just so excited every morning going... Oh my god, what what who shall I listen to today on my walk with the dogs? Which audiobook shall I listen to? What podcast shall I listen to? Yeah, so a lot of what you're saying has rubbed off on me and it's just like a very exciting journey.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's been really nice because mum and I have been really bonding over this whole personal development journey that we've been on we've just been loving all of this self-improvement content that's out there and we've just been practicing a lot of really good habits so we've been getting up at 5 a.m together and it's been really nice because we hold each other accountable and I thought you were going to
0: say we hold each other's hands then
1: (laughs) It's really
0: nice because we hold each other's <laughs> we hands. We sit on the sofa, and we hold each other's hands. No, although oh. you did come up to me just before and ask me for a 20 second hug. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's my latest. That's her latest thing. Where did yeah. you learn that? So I was listening to Hal Elrod's podcast yesterday. I can't remember which one it was, but he had a guest on, um, Chip somebody, and this guy is amazing. This guy's doing the, does this 30 day gratitude challenge or yeah. something. Anyway, he'd got a few little tips, um, like to put a joy alarm on your phone um, oh. a few times a day. And every time the alarm goes off, his alarm goes off to the sound of um, Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. Oh, you know, there so no- are skies of blue. Yeah. And every time it comes on, he stops and he has to like appreciate Everything around him, where he is, and just be really, really grateful. That's such a good idea. And then, but he also said that he does this thing where he goes and gives people, I don't think like random strangers, but just like people in his life who he knows won't be weirded out by this. He goes and gives them a 20 second hug and he says, like, it just really changes you physiologically. It calms you down, and um, it raises your vibrations, and it just yeah. makes you both feel so much better. And your heart to heart. And he, yeah, he says you've got to put your head on the, their the right of their head so that your hearts are touching. But in our case, this morning, it was just our boobs touching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting
1: for you to go up to a stranger and ask for a 20 second hug. But yeah, no, Mum's been listening to Hal Elrod a lot. Um, if you guys heard me talk about The Miracle Morning in previous podcasts, you may have heard me mention the name Hal Elrod because he's the author of that. And so we've been really inspired by that book. And overall, just Hal Elrod is just a really inspiring man. He's actually got a podcast himself, which I'm yet to listen to, but it's really good. loves it. So
0: And also his book, he's written quite a lot of books actually, but uh, the book that he wrote after The Miracle Morning is called The Miracle Equation. And I listened, to, haven't listened to all of it. But um, it's about basically how to be sort of successful and hit the miracle equation. I think it's something like unwavering faith plus undescribable effort or like amazing effort over a long period of time. And so the sort of business thing that I'm starting at the moment, I'm having to remember that all the time. Yeah. I've That's just got so to keep true. believing it and keep thinking, no, it's okay. It will work out. It will work out. And then also, you know, I'm putting in the hours and also it may take a long time.
1: Yeah. But you just, just know. Just
0: got to keep going.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people give up so early. Yep. But mum has been really trying so hard and you're not giving up. It's so nice to see. I, I know. I like feel you haven't worked on something like this in ages. I'm
0: so passionate about it. And dad's like, she's like a machine. Yeah.
1: No, it's so nice to see. So to summarize, what's been inspiring you lately is just your new life, I guess, and your new habits and what you've been doing to better yourself. Hal Elrod, all the
0: podcasts you've been listening to. Was that everything? Oh, like literally so many people have been inspiring me. When you asked me that, I was like, um... I don't think I can pick one thing. Yeah. I'm inspired by Jack Canfield. Yeah. And and also I've been trying to find like different like affirmation YouTube things to listen to in the morning. Yeah. And I've just been trying to listen to different ones every day. Some of them have been like Louise Hay ones. Oh yeah. Um and they're really calming and they're really beautiful but sometimes I might need a bit more energy and I found this guy uh, he's called better with Paul or his podcast is called better with Paul and I think he's like really famous in America for doing like relationship shows or something like that and relationship mm. advice but he's done this podcast and he only started it like a couple of months ago but he on the very first day he uploaded a whole load of morning and bedtime affirmations and then the rest of his show now has been like you know interviewing people but the morning and The bedtime affirmations at the beginning are amazing and they're so like invigorating. And I don't know, he's just got a really good voice. He does lots of like breathing at the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, he's got. Uh, morning affirmation for energy a morning affirmation for focus for motivation for abundance and oh, wow. then the bedtime ones are really nice too and they've got like beautiful music they're very short Yeah. Um, and they're just for like making you go to sleep in a good frame of mind kind of thing mm. too so I could list you you know 20 things that I'm inspired by plus I'm inspired by it. learning learning, 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 learning something new every day yeah. okay so moving on
1: to our first topic Topic, I guess I feel like we should talk about when we moved to Australia because I've had so many questions about this. So, if you guys didn't know, we moved to Australia from England when I was nine years old. So it was in two thousand and seven. was it two thousand and seven? End of two
0: thousand and seven.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, a while ago now. We've been here for over thirteen years now, and. Mm-hmm. Nearly 13 years. Oh, wow. I can't do maths, apparently. (laughs) Anyway, it's been more than half of my life. And, yeah, we won't be moving back home anytime soon, I don't think. I mean, like,
0: look, I won't be. I don't know about you. We can't go there even if we want to at the moment. Yeah, true, actually.
1: (laughs) True. Everything going on in the world makes it very hard. Yeah. So we can't even go over to visit, which is obviously really hard because we were going to go back and visit this Christmas. But,
0: yeah. Thank goodness for Skype and WhatsApp. Thank goodness. But
1: I feel like we should just tell the story and, like, I want to hear it from mum's perspective because, obviously, it was a really big decision for my parents to make because I was so young. I was only nine. Like, it was so exciting for me to be moving to a different country. And, obviously, I was sad because we were leaving our family in England, but, obviously, it would have been a massive thing for you and
0: dad. Yeah. And, actually, it was a massive thing for us because we were taking you away from your cousins. So... It still makes me my stomach churn when I think about it, actually.
1: Mm, but I feel like it was best for us, though. Like, in yeah.
0: hindsight,
1: I just can't imagine myself... live. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, if we lived there, it would have been great. But I'm like, all of the things in my life now happen because I live here.
0: Yeah, we had a different goal in mind. Like, it was very painful and it was very, very difficult. But we had a goal in mind that this was where we needed to be to provide the future for you guys. Yeah. And, it, and now... Well, probably about 10 years after living here, we started to see that. You should say why we actually moved here in the first place. Okay, so we moved here because we needed to move. We wanted to move somewhere else where we were. We couldn't afford to move where we were we didn't really know where to go to either but neil was working for an australian part of his company anyway and they'd asked us multiple times if we would go over mm. but each time we'd said no because we usually had well we usually had a baby I was going to say there was usually a baby on the way or just been born so yeah. it just wasn't really a very good time to be um emigrating
1: just so you guys know I'm one of four so yeah. i'm the eldest of four children a lot of people don't realize that they think it's oh. just me and lily and oh. when Ever I say that I've got two brothers, everyone's like, Really? Yeah. Some
0: people know I've got one, but
1: Ed doesn't like to be shown no. at all. So people just don't really know that I have two brothers. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, so back there's, to
0: what you're there's, saying. there's Ella, and then there's Ed, and then there's Nat, and then there's Lily. Yeah. Okay. And so I had all, all of close. them within less than six years. Yeah. So we. Well, it was one like really miserable winter's day and I'd been talking to my friend and she used to like fantasize about moving to Australia. And um, I thought to myself, actually, we probably could. Yeah. So I've mentioned it to Neil and I said, what do you think? And he was like, well, I'll ask the question. And then he asked his company and they were like, oh, well, we don't really want you anymore. We want you to stay where you are because you're useful because you do all the traveling in Europe. And, but if we say no, then we know you'll find a way to come anyway, with or without us. So we will make a position for you. Mm-hmm. And that was that. It was, like, literally an overnight decision, and it was so impulsive. It was so quick. I don't even remember how you told us.
1: How Do you remember telling us? No. And being like, oh, we're moving to Australia? Because that would have been, like, a big thing, but I don't remember the conversation. No. Also, can I just say, we moved to Australia without ever visiting here. Like, Dad had been over here for work, but we had... Oh, actually, sorry. We had visited here, but that was already after we'd made the decision to move here. Yeah. <laughs> so we just decided to move to Australia, well... Obviously, you decided and Dad decided, but, like, you made that decision without ever coming to Australia.
0: Like, that's pretty big. Yeah, but Neil would go over and he'd send me videos and things of where he was staying and stuff and would tell me things that just completely sold me. Yeah um about like what a good place it is to bring kids up and things like that and so mm-hmm. and you know and it was so close to the beach and I just yeah I needed to be in an environment which was drier and sunnier because of my asthma because I'd had chronic bronchitis for about four or five years um pretty much since Nat was born actually yeah five yeah. years I'd had I'd been on antibiotics almost constantly and was really really sick And within, like, a month, two months of moving to Australia, it cleared up. So there were quite a few few factors. Plus, we were thinking there'd be lots of opportunities for you all when you left school. Um, And we just really wanted a big change. Yeah. You guys love change. Maybe that's where I get it from.
1: Mum and Dad are, like, the most indecisive people. Is that the right word? I am. You're indecisive. Restless. Restless. Restless.
0: Restless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you just get bored quite easily and you're like,
0: we need to make a change, which is really good it's but... amazing that we've stayed married for 25 years really <laughs> because that might really, like, change so much
1: it's oh, so funny no but really though i think change is good i want to do yeah. a whole episode on that because i feel like you should really learn to embrace
0: change because like i don't know it's just a really good thing my mum used to like get annoyed with me well not annoyed but she'd be like oh here she goes changing her bedroom around again yeah. and i would literally like every couple of weeks be on the floor with my feet pr- pushing the wardrobe across the bedroom and just moving my bed. I would do the, all the furniture on my own. It's amazing that I'm still alive. and oh that I didn't get crushed by the wardrobe. Yeah, I think a change is as good as a holiday sometimes. Mm.
1: Yeah, so obviously they made a massive change and moved to Australia away from all of our family. And we actually decided one year into moving to Australia that we wanted to move
0: back to England. We bought the tickets and everything. Yeah,
1: we bought the tickets and... Yeah, we were all ready and we're like, yeah, we're going to move in a few months. We were just too
0: homesick. Yeah, it was so bad. It was a
1: few months before we were meant to move back, right? And then we were like, oh, actually.
0: Well, we decided that one of the reasons we couldn't settle was that we didn't own a house that we were renting. We decided that we needed to maybe buy a house so that we could put down roots and feel a bit more like we belonged. Mm. Lots of things happened, which meant that was much more difficult than it was going to be. In the end, this house just kept on appearing to us and kept on appearing to us. And and then in the end, it was available and it was really, really cheap. And that was when we actually were in a position to buy. And so we thought, right, okay, do we go back to England and just say, okay, didn't work out? Or do we just give it one more shot, buy a house and see if that helps us settle? And it did.
1: Yeah. I feel like we manifested our house. Yeah, it was it's really so spooky. Cool. Yeah. Also, I just want to say with those tickets that we bought to go back to England, we used to go on a holiday instead. So we're like, sorry, psych, we're not moving back. We're just coming on holiday. Well, we
0: went back to visit. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, a visit. Yeah. Holiday visit. But it's been pretty hard. It was pretty hard in the first few years because it was actually a massive culture shock, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. But I was torn because I didn't want to leave, but I also wanted to be back in England, but I didn't yeah. want to leave Australia because I loved it.
1: Yeah. We've done so well, honestly. Like we go back to England every two to three years to visit family, but we've managed really well. I just remember when we first moved over, homesickness was horrible and it just consumed me. And I'm sure like you still get homesick and I obviously miss my family, but it's not that same feeling. It's so interesting, like how time can heal things and just things change over time.
0: I think also we've got 13 years under our belt and we're still just as close to our family in England as we ever were. But back in the day, we didn't know that that would be the case. Yeah. So we were frightened that it would affect our relationships forever, but it really hasn't. Honestly, you just pick up where you left off. So, you know, I
1: don't know if anyone's listening to this and is thinking of moving overseas and leaving their family and is worried about that. But honestly, you will just pick up where you left off. Like Mm. I can go for ages without talking to my cousins and it's just like nothing's changed when we talk. It's like, you know, obviously they've been doing their life, I've been doing my life, but we just pick up where we left off. So I think it's really an amazing thing and I'm just so happy we moved over here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think all of you are now. But you've each of you had your little moments where you've been really homesick, and then when one of you's really homesick, it made me feel homesick. But then there'd also be one child that'd be like, "No, I'm not going back to England," yeah. and it, so we could never go.
1: Yeah, and you you were saying that you think you manifested
0: moving to Australia as well. Oh, I feel like I did because I because in the years before that if ever we were going on like long drives or whatever, Neil and I would have really long conversations about which part of the world we were going to go and move to. Oh,
1: that's
0: cute. Um, we used to talk about Canada quite yep. a lot, but the opportunity wasn't really there cause he didn't work for a Canadian, um, company. And we talked about Australia, we talked about America and we just talked about all sorts of different things. So it was in our minds.
1: Yeah. And
0: we, it just needed to be the right time.
1: Wow. Yeah. And then it happened when it happened. it all happened very quickly.
0: Yeah, and I didn't know about manifestation at this point, but I feel like manifested that move, and it doesn't mean necessarily when you manifest something that's going to be better for you in the long run that it's um, perfect all the time. Yeah. Either. Exactly. You know, it's a journey. Definitely. Um, But then we also manifested this house, and then I really actually feel like I manifested all four of you children. Really? Yeah. How? I always wanted four, and... Is that because you're one of four? Maybe. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I
1: want four children too. And, and I, think, I, I I think it's just because I love having siblings.
0: Yeah, and I definitely wanted my first child to be a girl as really? well. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. When I was pregnant, I really, really, really wanted you to be a girl.
1: Interesting.
0: I didn't really have much of a a preference after that until I was pregnant with Lily because I'd got a girl and two boys, so I wanted the last one to be a girl again. I had
1: a preference Oh, yeah, on you that. did. When I was, like... I would have been, like, four before Lily was, like, even in your uterus. Is that where she is? Sorry. Wow. Yes, yeah, she,
0: yeah, she <laughs> She's... was. She's not there now. Yeah, she was there. <laughs> she was in my uterus.
1: Yeah. Womb, so. uterus, same thing. Yeah, when she was in your <laughs> uterus way back when. Remember that time? No, but before <sighs> that, I really badly wanted a sister. And I had two brothers. I would always have a tantrum and cry and be like, oh, I just really want a little sister. And I actually remember this. Like, I was very, very young, and I actually remember literally sitting by the wardrobe and kicking my feet and being like,
0: I want a sister so bad. I remember that too.
1: And then one day...
0: Not long after that. No, not long
1: after that. Honestly, I feel like this timeline in my head is very small. Like, it was like I said it, and then I got it. And you told me you were pregnant, but, like, you didn't tell me you were having a girl straight away, and you didn't know I didn't know. Yeah, and I remember... I was um, at my grandma's house, and obviously you were at the hospital giving birth, and I remember waking up, and McGee, which is what we call our grandma because she's Welsh, she yelled, she's like, it's a girl! And I woke up, and I was like, oh my god!" I made that happen. Like, (laughs) I made my mum, I made you, Lily, I still say that, I'm like, you're here because of me.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, don't you ever forget it. Oh, that's some good stories, though. I feel
1: like we should talk a bit about uh, my childhood, and like, you raising me, and and my siblings and what that was like First of all talk about what I was like as a child I want to know, just talk about me <laughs> um, Okay
0: so the first thing that springs to mind Was you aged 18 months probably yeah. um, At your brother's christening Because you and Ed are like 15 months apart You're really close in age And everybody was sat inside the house On chairs in, this, in the front room And you stood in the middle of them And you pointed at everybody And you went sing <laughs> And you did this little show At 18 months yeah. spinning around so that everybody could see you and clapping and you were just like oh my god I'm the center of attention
1: <laughs> I'm not like that anymore though I really am not I actually don't really like being the center of attention now at all
0: but you are in the public eye yeah but I don't know I think maybe it's when it's in person
1: I don't like all you, eyes on I th- me I
0: don't think it was necessarily that you wanted to be the center of attention I think it's just that you wanted everybody to be happy
1: yeah I think so I'm like everyone have fun I'm bored yeah,
0: yeah. um and so you were always kind of sparky and had a lot of personality. You were quite an organiser, a mm-hmm. member at school. They chose you, like, was that year three Oh, my gosh, I think I was, yeah, in year three. They just chose you to direct a play or something. Yeah,
1: I think I told my teacher, um, I want to um do a Christmas play. I just did my English accent. Yeah. I want to do a Christmas play, please. And then... Actually,
0: no, because you had a bit of a brummy yeah, accent. I want to do
1: a Christmas play. I want to
0: do a Christmas play. Was that good? <laughs> yeah, not bad.
1: Excuse me, can I do a Christmas play? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Um,
1: you clearly have lost that accent. I don't think I sound like that anymore.
0: (laughs) I don't think so, no. no.
1: And yeah, and I directed it and I made myself Mrs. Claus and my crush Mr. Claus. (laughs) Wait, so Mr. Claus is Santa Claus.
0: Did you make him play
1: Mr. Claus? Yeah, because like, you know, why? Did you have to hold hands? I can't remember. I just remember bringing my CD player and CDs and playing all this Christmas music. And I was like, okay, snowmen, you're doing this. Reindeers, do this. And yeah, I remember. Wow. So I was really bossy.
0: You are very, very bossy.
1: I'm not bossy anymore, guys. (laughs) I'm not. Maybe to Brayden. You are bossy. I'm not. I'm so open-minded.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. chilled that doesn't mean you're not bossy Ah, how am i bossy
1: wait let's get into this
0: talk about it talk about how i'm bossy you like to do things your way and you like (laughs) everybody to conform
1: maybe only with my family i do that (laughs) yeah yeah only with your family
0: you're not bossy with your friends at Uh. all no you're you're completely the opposite you're like you're you'll just do whatever makes them happy but with your family, you're like, right, I'm going to put a sign on the door saying no one's allowed in the shower between 7 and 8.30pm. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Okay. So last <laughs> week, guys, I was recording a podcast um, with my guests that will be going up very soon. And it was a virtual interview and I obviously wanted to make sure everyone was quiet. And like, I don't know if you guys can hear right now, but there's actually a shower, like... Oh, it's just stopped. Ironically, it's just <laughs> stopped. But there's a shower on downstairs. And I don't like when the shower's on because you can usually hear it in the audio. So I was like, okay, guys, you can't have a shower between this time and you can't put on the extractor fan. Everyone was very good about and it. And you can't
0: flush the toilet.
1: I didn't say that. Oh, actually, I did. No, only <laughs> if it's a number two you can flush it,
0: not if it's a number one. <laughs> I had to just hold on to both for an oh, hour. Oh, Nice. <laughs>
1: got a good image um
0: so yeah so you liked performing and you liked dancing yeah you went to like a sort of stage school like at the weekends yeah and we just thought from very young you were definitely going to be in some kind of like performing capacity yeah um entertaining i suppose yeah you were very creative very very sensitive though yeah you used to get very, very anxious. I
1: wonder who I get that from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: me <laughs> and Dad. You're and both Dad, sensitive. Yeah. very sensitive, very, very anxious. Um, you had trouble at school with friends, I think, because you used to take things very personally a lot of the time. Yeah, um, which is difficult, and that's like a, that's just a characteristic of being a hypersensitive person.
1: You know what, though, guys, I don't think sensitivity is a bad thing. No, like, when I went to see my like psychologist she was saying how you should use your sensitivity to your power mm. and for being a creative person it's actually really really useful because for example with podcasts it's really good because it means that I can come up with topics a lot easier because I'm literally overanalyzing everything in my life and I'm like oh I should talk about that yeah it's really useful for creating but it's not very useful for my it was Mental health.
0: Yeah, it was hard as a child, I think, because you don't know how to deal with things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I remember when we first moved to Australia, you were nine and you refused to go on any trains because you were frightened of teenagers. Oh my gosh,
1: I was scared of teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, because we had a bad experience one time with New a year. train where, like, there were teenagers on the train and they were throwing glass bottles. I mean, look, fair enough that I was scared, but yeah, I was really scared of teenagers. Gosh, I remember that. Yeah. I think I had a lot of anxieties growing up. I've obviously talked about that in my mental health episode,
0: mm. but
1: just naturally a sensitive person.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's in our genes because I'm the same and Lily has a lot of issues with anxiety as well. Hers have yeah. sort of shown hers come out differently a little bit, I think. Hers come out in physical symptoms. Yeah. A lot of illness and stomach issues. Exactly. Um also, how do you feel about me moving back in? That's what I wanted to ask. Oh, it's nice to actually have you around all the time as well. And to be honest, when you were away, you still came around a lot. Yeah. it's not. I don't feel it's that different, to be honest. No, I don't think so. I feel like, I mean, it's different for me,
1: obviously, because I had, like, my environment to work in, like, my apartment was quiet and everything, but I really enjoy being back with the family.
0: Yeah. So. Well, that's
1: good. Yeah. I think I'm excited to move out again just for the next step. Yeah. For me in my life
0: and also career-wise, I think moving out is really good for me with my work. And it definitely, when you did move out, it was absolutely 100% the right thing to do. Yeah. Because you were kind of stuck in a rut mm-hmm. um, and you needed to do something new and you needed to change. And like if we'd been living in England and you'd gone to university or something, you would have moved out then and you would have gone yeah. and lived away. But people don't really move away after school here so much. So, and you're not at uni anyway, but it was like that little bit of freedom to learn how to sort of look after yourself and budget and buy your own food and do your own cleaning and all that sort of thing. It was really good for our
1: relationship as well. Yeah. Because I want to talk about this for a little bit, but our relationship before I moved out of home, I guess, was like a little bit testing. Like we started to butt heads quite a lot and I think... From me moving out of home, we both just got a lot more respect for each other. Yeah. Well, I got more respect for you. I
0: think. Okay. What? Not because you've seen you've seen how much I have to do behind the scenes. How much you have
1: to do. Yeah. And I think yeah, it was a good wake up call for me. Mm -hmm. And so even though I know I'm still not the best person at cleaning up now, like I
0: try. Well, you if you're living on your own and you have to do it because there's no one else going to do it for you, you know how to do it now. Whereas here. You don't have to do it. It's so easy to get lazy when you're living with your family. Like, I just knew that was going to happen. Yeah. It just
1: happens. Like, I'm conscious of it, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I could be doing more. But it's just weird. Like, when you move
0: back in, you just become lazy. (laughs) I think that happens all the time. I think when when people move back home, they become the child again. Yeah. And also,
1: you don't have, like, house pride, I guess, because it's not your house. In a way, you're not paying for it. But I'm much more aware of it now. I yeah. think. But yeah, it made us so much closer, that whole mm. experience. And throughout the year, we just had to communicate a lot. We had to make sure that we talked to each other because i yeah. are so used to seeing you every day. And I think you, like before I moved out, you were feeling a bit smothered by me <laughs> because I'm like very... That's very perceptive of you. <laughs> I'm
0: very affectionate uh-huh. and I'm also like... When you feel sad, you get even more affectionate. Yeah, and also because mum and I are so close...
1: She's the person that I go to when I'm feeling sad. And also same with you. When yes. you're sad, I'm the person you go to. Because really, like, we are best friends. I know you feel the same with yeah. Lily as well. Yeah. But, like... We do have such a good relationship that you come to me when you're feeling sad and I come to you, but it actually has negative effects. And then we end up taking on each other's emotions and it's a burden
0: on each other. Yeah, especially in 2015 when Dad was very, very ill. In the lead up to him being very, very ill, things were really bad. Yeah. And I would come to you for a cry and stuff. Because we have no family here. Because I had no one else. But I really feel like that was a bad thing to do and I shouldn't have done that. And I feel really, really guilty about it because I feel like it brought you down. Um, but I had literally had no one else who was mature enough. Because you have uh, I remember um, when you were really small, my sister saying that um, you had massively um, high emotional intelligence. Yeah. that You were very, very emotionally intelligent from really young. And Ed as well. Yeah, massive empath. From, yeah. I get um, yeah, what's going on. Yeah. And so that's why I think that you were good. So when I'm crying to you you're really strong and say all the right things to me yeah and then I'm not very good the other way around
1: I think you struggle because you take on the emotion and then it affects you like I feel like you've got a lot better at this I was talking to Brayden about this actually the other day I was like you know what, I feel like mum has got much better at putting up a barrier when other people are upset because you used to always take on that emotion so much and get really upset when someone else was upset. Yeah, And then it wouldn't help anyone because like you'd be like, no, don't talk to me about it because it's upsetting me.
0: And I'm like, but I'm the one upset. And then it was just not good. But you don't really do that as much. No, I think I'm stronger than I was as well. I mean, things are better anyway. Exactly. So uh, everything that happens in life, even if it's really, really tough and really, really hard, you definitely learn and grow from it. Yeah, I'm really sorry, guys, if you can hear the dogs barking
1: downstairs. I guess this is just setting the mood, but we have two little pugs and they are obsessed with mom and they're just not happy that she's upstairs in my room right now and they're not up here. We can't let them up here because they'll pee and poo everywhere and also like bark. So, sorry if you can hear
0: that because I'm hearing it as I'm recording. Yeah, it's Murphy. He wants me. Aw. <laughs> anyway, what will <were> we say? <laughs> sorry. Oh, that you grow. Yeah. You grow from things that you learn in life. Learn yeah. In life.
1: I think that's something I've realized a lot lately. Like, when I'm going through a hard time, and at the moment, like, I've been going through some stuff, but I've realized that, honestly, even though it sucks, I know that I'm growing at this point. I'm like, oh, this is a growing period. Like, oh, I'm going for a growing phase right now, even though it's terrible, but, like, it's yeah, a growing phase. Yeah, this is
0: something that, um when I was talking earlier about the guy that Hal, Hal Elrod had on that chip, he was saying that he went, he was doing all this self-improvement, but he was really depressed at the same time, and then eventually he's learned that you have to have joy, even if you're not happy, you have to have joy all the time, and you have to have joy even in the really crappy, things that happen to you you have to see the good in it so every day as part of his gratitude practice he writes down one thing that's happened recently that's actually really bad well something like for example his mum's dying and she she's yeah he spins it on his head and she's in hospice and but he feels real joy that she's soon going to be out of pain and at peace and he believes as well that you know it's not the end. That's a good way to look at things actually. I'm just yeah. thinking of
1: things going on in my life now and I'm thinking how can I put like a positive spin on that and like there are yeah. so many different ways that I could do that but it's so easy to
0: see the negative in that situation. Mm. And the more you do it the easier it gets. And the more, that's why they suggest to write your gratitudes out every day. Because sometimes I'm literally writing them out thinking, why am I writing these all the time? Yeah. So tedious. But on the days you don't, you forget to be grateful. Yeah. And then it does affect your day. It really does. I spend ages
1: writing my gratitude list in the morning and I don't feel right if I don't do it. Because like, I don't know, I love the quote that's like, start your day with a grateful heart. I think that's it. It's literally on my vision board there. It's oh, not really a quote, I guess it's a saying, but I just, like, really like the idea of starting a day with a grateful heart because it follows on throughout the day and also ending your day with a grateful yeah, heart because Yeah. because if you're starting a day like that, it's just going to have a knock-on effect. And
0: maybe set an alarm so that you can have a grateful heart at other times during the day. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I'll th- look into who that person is so that you can write it in your show notes. Yeah, I'll have to do that. I feel like we talked about a lot of Because he had some really people. good tips Um, but I think when you do your gratitudes and I'm going to start doing this, write one of them as being something that's not good
1: interesting
0: something that's not going well because to be honest there's a lot of things that are really difficult in our lives at the moment Yeah. Um, but I'm not really focusing on them because I'm just thinking that they're just leading us to somewhere else Mm. it's completely your mindset honestly and I feel like We've
1: learned so much about that lately, which is really, really nice. So hope you guys can take something from this and maybe start doing stuff like that yourself because it just helps you so, so much. But like mum was saying, we are so much stronger now and also Mm. our relationship is so much better. Mm. And I think we're just, I don't know, I guess we just know each other better. I'm older and more mature. We're able to communicate a bit better. I think so. And... You know, we still have our moments, I guess. But But they don't last. They don't last. They're nowhere near as bad as they used to be. So that's really nice, I think. So like I said before, mum is thinking of starting a YouTube channel. And she's not done it for quite a while just because... She's been a bit unsure about, like, what she wants to do her channel on. And she's just been not too confident, honestly. Like, she needs to back herself a little bit more. She's like, nobody's going to watch. I'm like, mum, I've had so many DMs since I put it on my Instagram story of people asking when you're going to start your channel. And I feel like she just needs to start. But what, what do you want from it?
0: I want it to be of value to people. So I want to be a... I, I feel like I've learned so much and I feel like I've got a lot of wisdom wisdom no wisdom <laughs> i feel like we've got I've got wisdom and life experience and strategies now that i could uh, share with people and you know from really quite a young age because at the end of the day i've brought up four you know strong independent people mm-hmm. girls and boys um and we've been through a lot as a family as well and huge mental health journeys and just quite a lot really so i would love people to be able to like send me questions and i can answer them and talk about them yeah. But I don't want it to be boring. Like, sit-down videos, are they boring? I don't know. No, I don't
1: think so. Like, I, you could even do them in a vlog. Stay tuned for that because Mom really wants to start her channel. She's actually really involved behind the scenes with especially Lily's channel. She doesn't really do stuff on my channel, no. but she's just very supportive. And yes. I talk to mum about absolutely everything. I'm like, what, you do, you think of this? what do you think send me stuff before you upload it as well. Yeah, I mean. whenever I do a thumbnail, I'll send it to mum and be like, do you think the thumbnail's okay? Or I'll get her to watch the video before it goes live. And I just value mum's opinion a lot because she's really good at it. I mean, you wonder where we get it from. Like, Am we I? get it from our mom.
0: Yeah, you get really, it from
1: your mama. You're very creative, and you love all this kind of stuff as well. And you've always said that you know you wish that maybe you did acting. Oh when yeah, that's true. And I guess like. This is kind of similar to acting it's a creative outlet and something but hmm. you can control it yourself because
0: and I've taught myself editing because when Lily started YouTuber at age 11 she didn't really have the skills to do she did could do it basically yeah but then she's just been so involved in like school and dancing and just generally being a teenager that I've kind of taken over a lot of the editing but then I take some money from her as well so I she pays me to do it Mm. and but then sometimes she goes no I just want to edit this one because I want to do it my way Mm -hmm. and then sometimes she'll do like the rough cut and then she'll just give it to me and go can you just finish this one off Mm. and she lets me do the thumbnails but I feel like it's her letting me because she knows that I just really like doing it yeah it's like a little hobby I just really like doing it but now I'm kind of bit obsessed with my latest thing so I'm not doing it which is probably why she hasn't had a video up. that just made me think actually we've had a few questions about how you found us
1: being online like how did you find it just having your daughters being online in like the public eye
0: I guess it didn't bother me a lot of people were very like oh you know what about the security and all this sort of thing and um I haven't really been too worried about it to be honest you've all handled yourselves pretty well when you're out everybody that's recognized you's been really nice um obviously you know we have to be careful about giving away where we live and all that sort of thing um but and you've had a couple of weird things and there is some guy that keeps emailing lily wanting pictures of her feet really but i just delete them um one thing that i've just suddenly thought about about how i've raised you all is I'm an absolute firm believer in letting you all just become the person that you want to be.
1: Yeah, we're all so different, all four of us children. But like mum has just
0: made sure she caters to each of us in our own way. I have wanted each of you to find your strengths and your passions and to follow them. And for you, that took until you were about 17 16, yeah. 17 to find your passion you tried lots lots of things and I wasn't going to be one of those mums that made you forced you to stay doing stuff because mm-hmm. it was making you unhappy and also we couldn't afford we we're not rolling in money we couldn't afford to keep churning out money for piano lessons and things like that when you Different hated hobbies. it and you weren't practicing or and all these hobbies You know, so we've... But then we're prepared to invest the money into Lily's Dancing because she was really, really passionate about it until she Mm -hmm. wasn't. Yeah. And then that's the time to quit. You know, she's gained a lot from doing it. Um, And the boys as well, like, they're chalk and cheese. Mm -hmm. So, so different. And Nat basically didn't go to a school from year eight onwards. He did homeschooling because of his dyslexia and ADD. Well, same with me. I did school from
1: home in my last year, but... You were very supportive of that whole thing
0: because you Your knew... mental health is what was far more important.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I've really loved about the way that you have parented us. Like, you've made sure that you make sure
0: we're okay first. I'm just much more chill. But I obviously won't let you all be, like, totally lazy and sit on your bums forever. But you won't anyway. No, we're not that You're not. Of none of you are like that. Um, and so each of you just gone your own path... And found your own way and we've just supported you and encouraged you um, and never forced you to do something that just seemed pointless because it wasn't really in your soul.
1: Yeah. No, I'm glad that you did that. I think if you didn't let me start my YouTube channel, like, I don't know where I'd be now. Mm. So it's nice that mum has been so supportive with everything. She's never been like, no, you you should be doing this And you've never kind of
0: forced us to do a certain thing. Well, I'm just so excited when any of you come up with a new idea and go, I'm going to do this. And I'm just like, yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Go for it.
1: That's exactly what she says every time. (laughs) No, I don't. No, it is. (laughs) But yeah, I'd say that mum is a very supportive person and she's just the best mum. So I really wanted to do this chat with her. 20 second hug later. Oh, okay. 20 second hug. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And before we wrap up the episode, I've got one more question that I wanted to discuss. So you guys asked us how we have such an open relationship because I'm guessing you've noticed that we're just very open people and we can kind of discuss anything because if you do follow my YouTube channel, you will have seen a video where... Mum and I answered very awkward questions. So you asked me uncomfortable questions, I think, and then I discussed yeah, the answers right. in the video. Anyway,
0: we are very open. We've always really been like that. Why yeah. do you reckon that is? Um, I've just always been really open with you because I always felt like if you want to know something, then I'm going to tell you the answer. Yeah, But I'd obviously try to do it in an age-appropriate way. But then also, whenever you've said anything to me, I've been very, very careful to never appear judgmental. Yeah, that's true. Or to never appear shocked. Mhm. Sometimes that means that you've told me things that I really wasn't expecting you to tell me. <laughs> but that's okay. Because we're all human and we all go through the same human experiences. And so why would anybody be judgy? Like I know.
1: I think sometimes
0: maybe I do overshare and then
1: I'm like oopsies, <laughs> sorry. But yeah,
0: no, I don't I actually don't care. It's like in one ear, out the other, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I feel like you're open with me as well. And it's really yeah. nice to be honest, because Who else can you be open with? I think, I guess, like, we have a friendship. You're also my mum. I feel like there's a fine line between you being my friend and my mum. Like, you will discipline me and tell me if I'm doing something wrong, and you're very honest with me. Like, you tell me things that other people wouldn't because you're just so comfortable with me. Yeah. And, obviously, you want the best for me. But then, at the same time, you are, like, our friend as well, and you want us to feel like we can come to you with anything. Yeah, and
0: I, I don't... I'm a bit, like... I don't like to say things in a nasty way. Yeah. I try to be, I try to put things in a way that would not make you defensive.
1: So, yeah, we've always just been that way. It's really, really nice. And I think that's something I want to instill in my future children. But that wraps up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we weren't too rambly because I feel like this is just what Bum and I are like. Like, we'll just start talking and we can just talk about something. For ages, but I really like this kind of structure of the podcast because I didn't really go in with set questions. These are just questions that I know you guys have asked and I thought of off the top of my head. I was like, oh, wait, I remember someone asked this, so we might as well talk about it. So let me know what you thought. It was much more conversational, which I really liked. And also, yeah, look out for mum's YouTube channel because now she's being held accountable by not only me, but also you guys. So She's going to do it very, very soon, which is exciting. But again, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you did, it would mean the world if you could subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you want to see more from me, you can follow me on my YouTube channel where I just upload vlogs of my daily life. And I've also got my own personal Instagram, which is Ella underscore Victoria with two A's. And I've got an Instagram for our podcast, which is just the Inspired Mind podcast. So if you want to follow me on there, you'll get updates of when the next episode is going up and I also ask you on there what's been inspiring you and then I feature some of your answers in future episodes so make sure to go and check out all of those platforms and also it would mean the world if you could give my podcast a five-star review on apple podcast that just really helps push it out but I had a really good time chatting with mum we can definitely do another podcast episode like this in the future if you have more questions yeah but
0: thank you for being my guest this week what's you're welcome fun? Um, it was so much fun.
1: All right. Yeah. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.